Hello Blazers, welcome to episode 45 of UAB Green and Told, original air date Monday, May 10th, 2021. Through this podcast, we are able to share stories from members of the UAB community. If you missed an episode, listen back to all of them on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. While there, I'd love for you to leave a written review so we can reach more alumni. I'm Greg Berry, a UAB alum and assistant director in the UAB Office of Alumni Affairs. There are three songs alumni should know, the alma mater, Blazer Victory, and our fight song. Throughout our university's youthful history, those songs have been played countless times to crowds large and small. Have you ever wondered what's behind those songs? Today, we'll take a closer look at one of them as we welcome Dr. Joel Hearn to UAB Green and Told. Long before he went into a career in dentistry, as Dr. Hearn will share, he found himself having fun gigging at local joints where he grew up. 61, 62, 63, there weren't very many electric bass players. So I, I had this idea that I was really good. Ultimately, as bands tend to do, the group of guys he played with broke up, and Joel found himself starting his career working on teeth. But he'd come back to UAB for a second stint, and that's when he saw a solicitation asking for people to submit original work for a new school song. They set some kind of guidelines about what they wanted, particularly in the lyrics. And I, looked, I saw that, and I thought, check, I can do that. And he did. And while he loves the entire song, there's one line that has become his favorite. They fire the golden blaze, the flame of victory. You know, I, I think that's pretty good. And, and it, it's handy that that uh, rhymes with UAB. Joel Hearn grew up in Tuscaloosa jamming to music. Rock legends Chuck Berry and Buddy Holly were two of his greatest influences when he was rocking out with his garage band. At the time, he never would have thought he'd be part of UAB history. But nine short lines later, he is. Nine lines all Blazers are familiar with. Lines that include words and phrases like green and gold, UAB, victory, Birmingham, and of course, Blazers. But before we find out more about the story behind UAB's fight song, we need to get to know a little bit more about Joel Hearn. Well, you know, I played in garage bands. I started playing bass at about 14 and 15. And, you know, we played all the three-chord Chuck Berry and Buddy Holly. Was, I idolized and still do idolize Buddy Holly. <laughs> I started out as a bass player, but I morphed into a keyboard player over the years. And I played in a really fun and good band in Tuscaloosa. And I played my, I guess, my last couple of high school years and my first couple of college years and then we disbanded. Did you come that, from a musical that, family? Not really. My sister was really a good player. You know, she kind of got me to the piano, you know, really young and I sort of took to it and I never was a good piano student, however, and I never learned to read very well, but I had a really great teacher growing up when I was still back in Birmingham. Her name was Martha McLaurin and she trained, she trained at Juilliard, I found out. I learned a good bit about how to score music, what key you're in. It, it always helped me. It helped me in church choir, stuff like that. So, you know, I'm not, I was never a trained musician. Uh, I, I'm an ear player, really. But, uh, but yeah, I do go back and, but my, I don't really have, you know, uh, my mother or father need to play. So where do you think that interest that you had in music came from? Well, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just, I love to listen to music and, I, and then I, as soon as I could play it, I wanted to play it. And I've been doing it ever since. 
And probably like a lot of the youngsters, you, you had aspirations and dreams of becoming a musician. At what point yeah. did it kind of realize, yeah, maybe maybe this isn't the thing for me? I was playing bass, uh, you know, in the early, uh, when 61, 62, 63, there weren't very many electric bass players. So I, I had this idea that I was really good, you know, and, and I guess for for that purpose of playing with in a band like that, I, you know, I was probably... You know, because there, there weren't, let's face it, there weren't that many. But my, I thought that I could go out to California and play studio sessions because I hear records. I think, God, I can do that. But, uh, you know, my dad just said, you ain't doing that. <laughs> and so I started the college like the day after I graduated from high school. He thought I should go in the summer. And I just sort of forgot about it. And, and years later, I realized that those people playing on those records could read. And so mm -hmm. I would have never, I would have never made it. I mean, let's face it. I, I was, I was a good, you know, band guy, pretty good player, but I did the right thing. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't good enough to make a, make a career out of it. When you went to college, did you still dabble in music or did you quit music and put it behind you no. for a while? Our band stayed together about my first two years of college. Yeah. And then we, then our our band kind of broke up and, and I, I kind of, I quit after that for a long time. And I had already decided I was going to go to dental school. I had thought about that really since eighth grade. I never really had a serious notion of a music career, but, but I had fun. I made money at it too. I mean, you know, I had, uh, all through in high school, I tell you, I made a lot more money than the guys, my friends bagging groceries and stuff. And our old band was good at, and we played a couple of years. You know, we played uh, a lot of fraternity stuff and dances, proms, and we played at Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, other places. So it was it was fun, but it was also getting too time consuming, and I needed to, you know, I needed to get more serious about my future. <laughs> what were your favorite songs during that time? Which song did you just really like to jam out to? Boy, that's hard to say. From those days. Gosh, I, I don't think I could pick one. So the, I liked uh, the Chuck Berry songs. Uh, Buddy Holly songs were good, you know, uh, and some of the ballads were good. But I, I, I wasn't one to focus on one song. You know, we learned a lot of them. So your journey kind of took you from Tuscaloosa into the Air Force, and then you were kind of in limbo for a while, not exactly knowing what you wanted to do. You could either go back to the Air Force or you can go into private practice and, and go into dentistry, right? When I got out of the service, I was in Charleston, South Carolina. I didn't have a South Carolina license. I took that exam and I obtained a license. But you're right, I wasn't sure exactly what to do. So I sort of had a little short sabbatical of maybe a few months in there. And I, what I did was to play piano in a couple of bars in Charleston. <laughs> Not very distinguished thing for a dentist to be doing, but then I decided to make the move to Florida, and I, I moved to Tampa in 1975. I was down there for three years. And at the time, what were you doing down in Tampa? Practicing general dentistry. Okay. You know, I had a I practiced out in the north part of town, Temple Terrace, uh, and I was with a guy down there. We had a quite a good practice, and I I stayed for three years, and I. When I decided to go into endodontics, of course, I came. To, that's when I came back to UAB the second time. You returned to UAB in 1978. 
How much right. had the school changed between then and the first time you were at school in Birmingham? A lot, in a number of ways. The, the physical plant had been redone. Like in, in 75, Dr. McCallum got a major federal grant. And they, so, the, so the clinic was uh, you know, totally different than it was when I was there, which was very old fashioned stuff. And, and so that's one big difference. Uh, I was six years older. That was another difference. <laughs> there are more women in, in dentistry by then, which I think has you know, been great for the profession. Well, a lot of differences, but uh, fundamentally it's the same, you know, to try to do your best to take care of people. And I enjoyed, it was two of the best years, 78 to 80, I was there. And those were two great years. One thing that changed that you didn't even mention was the first time there weren't any sports, but the second time there was this basketball team coached by Gene Bartow. They were starting this basketball program and they needed a, you know, they needed a, they needed a fight song. So that's how it came about. That's how it started. Did you see a publication, uh, an advertisement that was seeking to get people to write a fight song and submit things? Or how did that whole process go down with you actually noticing that there was a need and here you are putting your name in and covering that need? You know, that's an interesting question and some people should know. Yes, there was an article in the UAB report and maybe even in the Birmingham News, you know, we need a fight song. We offered a prize, $150. They set some kind of guidelines about what they wanted, particularly in the lyrics. And I looked, I saw that and I thought, heck, I can do that. I had a melody in my mind I'd been kicking around for a while. As I said before, I had had some training growing up. So although I didn't have a band background, I, I had an idea of how I could score this out to, to, to present it. So I sat at the piano for a long time. And of course, I pl uh, developed the way I wanted to sound, the melody and the chords and the accompaniment, the bass line. And I, I scored that out. It took me forever because I'm certainly not well trained in that, but I know enough to, you know, I wrote the melody line, I wrote all the chords note by note. And I wrote a bass line because I, you know, I was a bass player and I kind of think, well, what would the tuba part sound like? And so I wrote that all out and uh, I took it over uh, and showed it to my sister-in-law, Barbara, at the time, Barbara Hearn, very highly trained and gifted musician. Well, she took a look at it and, and she thought I ought to slash about six bars out of it, which although I kind of like that part, but it really, she was right. And she said, I know the format it needs to be 16 measures. So I cut those out that she suggested. I had a B chord in there to transition to the go blazers part at the end. And then that was it. So that cutting it and make it, that made the lyrics much easier to write. The article in the paper said everything that they wanted in the lyrics. We want Birmingham, we want UAB, we want, they, they, there were certain things that they said, this is what we want, blazers. So I just wrote the lyrics and put every darn thing in there that they asked for, you know. And it was handy that victory and UAB rhymed. That that made it nice. And uh, so I, I remember very well working on this. And so then I went back over to my brother's house 
And I, my nephew, Will, was a percussionist in the Berry High School band, so he brought his cymbal. I sat at the piano, and myself, my family, my brother, sister-in-law, nieces, niece and nephews, we just sang it on this cheesy tape. It's, I mean, the cheesiest little cheap cassette thing with a little microphone. You're too young to remember what those things even are. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it was, you're talking about a homemade uh, project. You know, this is it. And we sang it. And so I took my uh, score. I took that tape and I turned it in. That's it. So that was a submission. It was, you know, so cheesy. So you sat down to score the song, to write the words, put it all together. You had the music theory background, at least a little bit. You dabbled in a little bit. Yeah. Had you ever written anything up to that point? A few things. Uh, but I never had to really write anything down that often. Oh, you're right. I haven't done it much. You know? But I sort of knew what it should look like. I mean, I understand. You know, I wrote in the key of G because I thought that it seemed to lay well at the piano like that. I knew, I, I, I knew that the wind players in whatever future band might not like that key and they might, you know, but for me, it laid well on the piano. It, it laid well to be sung. No, I haven't. That's probably one of the few things I ever did like that. I've done a few. I wrote some little pieces for my grandchildren. I've scored those out. Uh, I've done a few things like that over the years. I, I, I'm not, I can't do it fast and I have to be very laborious. And I spent a lot of time on this, you know, and it looks, you know, it, it, I mean, it's done in pencil. It looks sort of, I'm sure they looked at it thought, well, you know, <laughs> this is it. The song, had I been a professional musician, oh, and nowadays, oh, you just, you know, it'd all be done on a computer, printed, be all nice. And, you know, we'd have a digital recording of it. And I'm sure I'd, it'd be all fancy because, but in those days, you know, there's recording was not that easy to do. So I just used a little cheap Walmart <laughs> little recorder and took it down there. But really, in, in the end, in uh, some of the other presentations were much more professional, but, but the songs weren't as good. From the time you sat down with the melody in your head after you read that announcement for the, the uh, competition, how long did it take for you to write it, score it, and put it all together? I spent a lot of time on it, but I mean, it was on the weekend. I remember doing it on the weekend, of course, because I was a resident. You know, I had a job down at UAB at that time as a, as a endodontic resident. So, uh, but it was, you know, I hadn't been there long. I don't know exactly what time of year it was. I, I noticed on the copyright form it was December, but I think it, it happened before that. And I'll tell you what happened. I, I knew it was selected and, and I got a call and I was at work one day and I, I got a call from someone that they wanted me to come down to the music department that they were, had the song ready and they wanted me to hear it. Dr. Adib Thomas, the chair of our department, he just basically closed the clinic and we all went down there. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, uh, so we all, I, my fellow residents and I and, and, and the chief, and we walked down several blocks and I don't know where this was. It was Guess wherever the band practiced at that time. I went in there and the band was assembled. It wasn't a large band. So we went in and the band director at UAB, so he conducted and the band played that thing. And I was overwhelmed. I mean, it, was, it sounded fantastic. He did a brilliant 
arrangement of it, in my opinion. But he uh, he wrote that thing out, and what really made me feel good, he came up to me, he said, "Son, I love this song. You've done a great job." <laughs> and boy, I mean, kicked me off the ceiling. I was so tickled. How floored were you? when you found out that they selected your song? Because I'm guessing, you, I mean, you had mentioned a lot of the presentations were a little bit more professional. Yours was on a cassette. So it had to come as at least somewhat of a surprise. Maybe, but you know, I, I, you know, I, wasn't, I wasn't particularly worried about it. I mean, uh, I, I was hoping for the best, but uh, you know, I wasn't surprised because like, like I said, I thought it was a catchy little tune. Had everything they wanted in the lyrics. After it was all said and done, it was all over. A woman I knew in that department, she had me come down and I heard some of the other songs. And yeah, they were more professional, and but they weren't very good. I have to be honest. And there weren't very many of them. It's not like uh, I was Mozart or something and we beat out a bunch of other. <laughs> it, was, it was just one of those things. It was for fun. Really, it was for fun. The words, and I'll go ahead and read it. The words are, at UAB in Birmingham, all hail our players bold. They are the mighty Blazers who wear the green and gold. Tonight lights fire their golden blaze, the flame of victory. Go Blazers, go Blazers, win for UAB. Out of those lines, which one's your favorite? Well, I think it's kind of good in there. The, uh, they fire the golden blaze, the flame of victory. You know, I, I think that's pretty good. And, and it, it's handy that that uh, rhymes with UAB. The flame of victory has a good ring to it, I think. I've never really thought about it until you asked me that. I mean, let's face it, it's not Milton or Keats. <laughs> 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 but it's, you know, I've written a song or two over the years, and uh, I think it's it's fun when the when the, when the lyrics kind of work with the melody like like they did in that. And I guess they still do. They they haven't changed the words. So. <laughs> Speaking of changing the words. From the time you sat down with this idea just going through your head, how much did these eight lines change? Not much, I don't think. Because I, I as again, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the post herald article and I'm saying, all right, gotta get this in here, gotta get it in there. Really though, it sort of I spat it out pretty quick, really. Growing up through all this musician stuff, you play the piano, you play the bass, so you're using your hands. Is there a parallel right. between music and being a dentist? I think there is. Because a lot of dentists are musical. And, uh, you know, of course, dentistry requires the most minute uh, and extreme level of manual dexterity. Music re re requires a good bit, too. And so, yeah, a lot you do, you do see a lot of dentists that play guitar and other instruments. Uh, and I, I think there probably is a parallel there. I, I've never seen it. Uh, any science in that regard, but I, just what I've observed over the years. But I've had a lot of fun with it. You know, I, I, I wrote a couple of other songs that were dental related that I wrote for lectures that I gave. So I would be, I'd be talking about a certain, I'd go to the piano and, you know, uh, I wrote these two little songs. I didn't score them out. Didn't have to because they were never published or anything. But I, you know, I just used them in the lecture. They were fun, humorous thing about doing a root canal is very demanding, concentration-wise, precision-wise. Well, you go home and sit at the piano, it's just the opposite. You know, you're free. You yeah. know, expression, you know, experiment. 
why did you settle on the key of G like you did? I just sat at the piano and, you know, G is kind of an easy key to play in, only has one sharp, you know? And it, it kind of laid in the, the where I was going to play the melody line, kind of laid in the middle of the piano. And I tried singing it and it seemed to fit. So that's what I wrote it in. I don't have any idea what they play it in now. Say so you're playing a, anything on the, in the piano in a certain key. Well, the trombones may be in a totally different key, you know, so you could be, you could, could be a horrible key for them. I guess I've never heard of any music of mine that I composed uh, sound like that. And of course, now I've heard it, I've heard it on TV before because it's by the early 80s. I mean, Gene Bartow, we were in the NCAA tournament. I mean, we played, mm -hmm. we beat Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And I heard it all on TV. I'm like, God, that's my song. So is it amazing to reflect and think about, man, I, I left my legacy on UAB, something that's probably going to withstand the duration of time. You know, it's a, it's a nice little thing. And I think about it from time to time. And when I hear it, it's enjoyable. And uh, I'm always happy when the teams do well. And uh, so, yeah, I think, but I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, it's not anything like Dr. McCallum has done, like, or Dr. Volker. You know, I'm, I'm pretty low down on the totem pole. I think, and I, I think it's good that, that one of our own alumni wrote it. That's Dr. Joel Hearn, the man who wrote and composed UAB's fight song. Dr. Hearn is a two-time graduate of the UAB School of Dentistry, earning his DMD in 1972 and completing his residency in endodontics in 1980. As the man behind UAB's fight song, Dr. Hearn has a great idea of what it means to be a blazer. If you have any more loyal ones in UAB, I don't know. But, I, but I, you know, especially when I was in school from 68 to 72, UAB was just becoming uh, an entity. I guess to be a blazer to me in those days was to be part of something new, uh, something bright, and something fun. So I, I guess it means a lot to me to be a blazer. Be sure to listen into previous episodes of UAB Green and Told. You can find all of them at alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold. You can also find them on Spotify and Apple Podcast app. Have a story to share? Email greenandtold at uab.edu. Finally, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for at UAB Alumni. Thanks for listening, and until next time, go Blazers. <laughs>